Okay, I'm not waiting. I have too much to talk about. Oof, man, we have a lot to talk about. Episode 26 of Walkers and Talkers. I'm David Brody from Elvis Chair in the Morning Show. There's Jamie from Light FM Hi. in New York. Wow, two hours of Fear the Walking Dead. So good. They definitely could have done one week in one week. So yeah, much to watch. I think they watch. could have too. Now, finales of The Walking Dead are like 90 minutes sometimes, so maybe they didn't want to do a 90 minute and they were like, let's just do two hours. Do you think it was kind of weird they did two completely different episodes? I've never seen that. Um, you know what? Most hour-long specials now, because of reruns and streaming, they do two half-hour episodes and make them an hour. Yeah. So I understood why they split it, because now in reruns they can do one episode and the next and the episode next one. and set your DVRs separately. And um, but, I, but Okay, so let, let's... Before we talk about the finale of Fear the Walking Dead, which is going to have to hold us over because we're done now... <sighs> I did want to play a little something, just to get us in the mood. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chills. The Walking Dead is back October 23rd. <laughs> so I have a little, a little Walking Dead stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Oh, I'm getting so excited. <laughs> like, we like Fear the Walking Dead, but... Oh, you can't beat this, though. You cannot beat The Walking oh, Dead. Oh, man. Uh, so, they released a, a season seven synopsis online. It, it was mostly about how the survivors are going to have to deal with living under Negan's authority and how their worlds are changing completely. But no spoilers. We can't talk about anybody on the show. No. Because they don't want to tell you who's alive and who's not. Other than Tara and Morgan and, uh, and, Carol. and Carol. And Heath. Yes. And Spencer. Yes. Okay. Oh, oh, and Enid's in the closet. And Enid's in the She's still in the closet. closet. Oh, my God. That poor girl's probably starving. Yeah, yeah. So, Sunday, October 16th, AMC's doing a special called The Journey So Far, where they're going to interview the cast and crew about from the start of the show until now and how the characters have changed and where we're at, sort of catching everybody up. So, that's a little something, because next week we don't have anything. No. October 9th, nothing. Nothing. Well, postseason baseball. Yeah. Well, actually, this this weekend it's New York Comic Con, and Saturday night, if you have a New York Comic Con ticket, you can line up at Madison Square Garden, and the entire cast is going to do a panel and talk about season seven. Now, do you and I know anyone who's going to be at the New York Comic Con? I am going. Yes, you are. Yes. It's super geek, Jamie. We'll yes. be there. Uh, you can tweet her at jmix514 <laughs> and tell her how jealous you are of her. Or if you're coming, um, I'm probably going to be by myself so we can hang out. Unless you're crazy. <laughs> Unless you're a psycho, then don't tweet right. me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, October 23rd, the uh, long-awaited return of The Walking Dead, season seven. Negan, you know. So, Chris Hardwick on Talking Dead this week had a big announcement to make, so let's just get to that right away. After the episode premieres, 90 minutes live after The Walking Dead episode, Talking Dead for 90 minutes with the entire cast that's in that scene. Oh, my God. So Jeffrey and Dean Morgan, Andrew <gasps> Lincoln, everybody who's in the Negan scene. So all 12 of them will be there. Plus Negan. Well, it's 11 plus Negan. Oh, is Steve Ogg going to be there? Uh, I don't remember if he's going to be there. Okay. But uh, The man with no name. Right. Well, no, he has a name now. Oh, they named him? Did, yes. Did they release it? They released it, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, man. Okay. But it's... Um, we were trying to guess, like Phil. You know what? You're going to Google it while we're yes, talking. I'm going to uh, Google They did release his first name. I just don't remember it. I apologize. Right now, people are listening going, oh, it's Oscar, maybe? I'm looking. We could keep talking. We can keep talking. 
So, okay, Fear the Walking Dead, two-part episode. Wrath was the first one, W-R-A-T-H, and North. Not uh, North Kardashian, no. West. Northwest. It was just North, as in we're heading North. So, uh, I, overall, two hours, great. Let's, uh, let's talk about how the first episode started. We see Ophelia, who looks like she's still trying to get into America to find her fiancé. Yeah. As it happens in every episode where someone's in a vehicle... The car either crashes or runs out of gas or overheats. Hers Both. kind of did like two out of the three. Yeah, it did the overheating thing. And she was she was very smart. She uh, took her shirt off, which was fantastic <laughs> that, because her car overheated right at, conveniently, right at the U.S.-Mexican border. Yes. Where we see a fence of some kind. So this is 2010. Apparently, the border does have a fence, even if a wall hasn't been built yet. Yeah. There is a fence in parts <laughs> Uh, of of the uh, U.S. Mexico border, and she's under the hood trying to uh, fix the the hose. It looks like the uh, the antifreeze or the water to the radiator. Car's overheating, and then we see first person view of a walker who attacks her, and all of a sudden she's like a commando and starts killing walkers. She was a little careless. She wasn't really paying attention. She wasn't much. paying attention. So and then all of a sudden there were only three or four, but I was like, oh my god, I thought a herd was coming. Well, there was a herd, but. They were a little farther back. Right. So she sees them, and rather than, like, freak out, she's like, I'm going to go to the back of my truck, grab my water, and just walk away up the border. Yeah. Wasn't afraid. And I'm thinking, I don't understand how you go from being wussy little Ophelia, who doesn't think yeah. they have a chance of survival. She barely had a transition. It was, like, wussy to badass. And now she's hammer time again. She's, she's hammering. Hammer time. She's hammering all the walkers. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. The way she was just, I'm going to outwalk them. Nick's in bed with Luciana. Ooh. I saw that. Left and right, they're, having, they're doing it. Um, <laughs> he gets out of bed because he's got his plan from last week. He and Ronaldo, one of the guys from uh, the colony, uh, they sneak the oxy to the market to see Marco and the narcos Yeah, in the market. And he feels like, okay, we've got your drugs. And Marco's like, yeah, I don't need your drugs. See that big drug dealer over there? He and I are buddies now. He hated me. We hated each other. But he's going to give us all the drugs we want because we've got a fortress. Exactly. La Colonia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with the subtitles and everything going on. So he basically says to Nick, we're going to invade your area. I don't need you anymore. And you're going to leave now or I'm going to kill you. And your people better leave or we're going to kill them. And then he showed what was behind door number one. Yeah. So he says, I don't care about this. So Nick says, well, what about the people? They have lives. Where are they going to go? He says, I don't care about those people. Look. Ugh. And they open up these meat curtains, like these uh, plastic, you put them on a refrigerator door in a, a restaurant, and there's three blood shots on the wall, headshot, blood splatters, and, yeah, we can't find the name of the guy. It, it, I went on IMDb and a bunch of other things that just says Savior, Savior, so it's I not... think it's Oscar. Let's okay. just go with that. Another Oscar. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. So, he shows the three gunshots to the head, blood splatters, and I knew right away. And the mm. camera pans down. And it's it's the three people that escaped two weeks ago. Yeah. The mother, the father, and the little kid. Yeah. He killed the, the daughter. Girl. I know. I thought that was awful. So Marco's a dirtbag. Uh, we knew that already. But, uh, you know, he at least lets Nick leave, I guess, to give the message back at uh, the colony. Hey. We're he, coming. They're coming. We got to get out of here. And by the way, we'll talk about this, but it seemed like he gave them like three days. To, like, because they didn't leave. They weren't in yeah, a hurry. Yeah, you know what? You're right. They kind of just dilly-dallied and kind of were spreading the word and semi-packing. Right. They didn't seem in a rush. They weren't running home. Right. Location number two, the hotel. Now, last week, we saw the um, 
other survivors banging on the gate to get in. And Madison said, you're not getting in. And miraculously, Travis snuck through them yes. and got in and they closed the gate. But now it looks like they let them all in. So they're all in like an underground garage and they're getting treatment. They're in like a parking garage. Yeah, yeah. right. And then, of course, Brandon and Derek, the two assholes from last week, the the bank robbers or the robbers that, that left with Chris. Yeah. They're there. Chris isn't there. And now they're talking about Chris. Oh, what kind of idiot? I, my shoulder's dislocated. You know, what kind of kid doesn't have a driver's license growing up in Los Angeles, 16 years old, and they're bitching about, you know, the driver and how he's dead. And Madison sort of overhears this and is like, what? Do you, what? Yeah, the guy driving our truck was sick, and she knows right away. Yeah. Based on that description, it had to be Chris. I love how she goes, oh, you know, when we need to fix your shoulder, but we need to do it privately. Yeah. Yeah, well, because well, she goes and talks to Strand, and uh, she tells Strand that I know who these kids are. They're the ones that Travis said went off with Chris. Yep. And Strand's like, you can't say anything to Travis. This will this will kill him if this he finds out him. that Chris is dead. Because they said the driver was dead. They said, Strand said, this he'll lose all hope. At kind this, of like I did with Ab, uh, Thomas. Right. At this point, did you think Chris was dead? Or they left him somewhere and they would, because they were talking to themselves, so they seemed believable. I almost felt for like a second they just abandoned his ass. But then I was like, oh, this doesn't sound good. Yeah, well, Strand's bright. Strand knew, like, what to do. Yeah. Um, we cut back to the La Colonia, uh, and Nick tells Alejandro and Luciana, we got to go. They're coming to kill us. We have to go. And Alejandro's like, I'm not leaving. Luciana's like, we have to have faith. This is our destiny. We're not leaving. They're so convinced that their belief system will keep them safe from guys with machine guns. I just thought that was stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. I think that's what you're yeah. supposed to think, that, um, you know, that that that... They're stupid. Because Luciana has been to that that market. They she knows how armed they are, how dangerous they are, and she's like, "Well, no, our faith will protect us." It's like, no, not against machine guns. Right? Maybe the walkers, the wall of walkers, might protect them. But yeah, they knew the way in because, well, they didn't. We see them later come in, and they don't put blood on themselves. They didn't put walker oh, blood. They just walked right into the walker herd, and I'm like, oh my god! So they just shot a couple of them and then yeah, jumped onto the bus. Yeah, and they kind of ran into the bus, the bus bridge. Yep. Which will play a big role at the end of this. Which, <gasps> oh, that was awesome. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, so while um, while he's talking to Alejandro and Luciana, I guess they're in the pseudo hospital. Yeah. And you see a patient die. Now, if someone's on their deathbed, how are they not better at like securing them? Tying their hands to the bed. Well, you're strapping them down. Strapping them down. Yeah. No, this guy dies, and he just stands up as a walker and attacks Nick, and the same thing happened to Alejandro. Did you see the symbolism? Yep. So Alejandro was allegedly bitten on the shoulder because a previous teenage drug addict was in with the walkers, and he reached in to save him, and he said a walker bit him, and he's immune to the walker bites. Same thing here. He reaches in to save Nick, and the walker bites him on the forearm. For real this time. For real this time. Right. Or again. Yeah. At this point, it's again. Yeah. And Nick grabs him again, and he's wrestling with him, and they go over the side because they're on the second floor. They go over this, like, balcony. They go over a balcony, and the walker lands on another patient. Oh, my God. And he bit his nose off. He bit his nose off. Oh. Oh, That's just wrong. And then a nurse jumps in and loses her finger. So Like, you can't be wrestling with a walker if you don't know how to fight a walker. Oh, that was awful. So, so those two are dead, right? Those they're pretty much dead in oh, the they're... eyes of Alejandro. Oh yeah. And Bye. Uh, so they Nick wrestles the Walker again and gets him on his back, and they have no weapons to kill him. So 
he puts his thumbs in the eyes of the walker. This scene might take the cake for the worst, most grotesque walker kill. You think? I could, oh my God, through his eyeballs, I couldn't look yeah, at so it. Yeah, so he shoves his thumbs into the walker eyeballs, all the way in down into its brain, and then kills the walker. I had to look away. I couldn't look at it. Yeah. So now he looks over at Alejandro, who's clearly bitten, and he just rolls his sleeve down like, he looked worried, but he rolled his sleeve down. He acted like, hey, no thanks. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> be honest, Jamie, at that point, were you thinking, maybe he is immune? No, I thought for sure. I'm like, he's going to die. This is going to prove that he's not immune. I, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I really, I thought, you know, whatever this was on his neck, was the truth would come out, and now he's going to have to fess up what, it, what right. really happened. So the next thing we see is the noseless guy and the nine-fingered nurse nine go on the bus bridge nurse. and feed themselves to the walkers. Sounds like the rainbow bridge. Right. The, the bus the bridge. Yeah, the bus the bridge. Bus bridge. Uh, again, how come the guy in the bed who was bitten didn't have to go on the bus bridge? Yeah. That's what doesn't make sense to me. I was thinking that. I was like, you know, if I were the nose man or the finger lady, just kill me with a gun to the head. Don't make me go through the bus bridge and me be eaten alive right. while I'm aware of it. Right. That's horrible. Well, give me some drugs and put me out. Something. Anything but that. That's so just horrible. was the guy in the bed who became a walker, first of all, is it poor writing that they didn't realize this? Or did they not think the guy in the bed was bitten? Or was he dying of something else and just happened to die? I think that he just died, just died of something else. I don't think he was bitten. Because that guy wasn't like 90 years old. The walker looked like he was a middle-aged guy. Yeah, I don't know. I think he just died and then he turned and then bit people's noses uh, Again, off. you've got to tie, tie the guy down. Yeah. If there's a chance they're going to die, you need to strap him down. Well, that's the rule. You come to the hospital, we're strapping you strap in. Strap it down. Strap the guy in. Strap him in. So he sends, you know, the two of them over the bus. Now, thankfully, they didn't make us watch. No, I, I was waiting for that. I'm like, uh, but it didn't. we didn't see. Okay, so we go back to the hotel. Madison and Strand have a plan. They have to get these two guys out of the hotel before Travis sees them. Yeah. So they go over and they say, okay, we're going to fix your shoulder. We privately. Have to just, privately. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, let's go privately because he's just going to be painful and we want to take you somewhere private. They're really taking them out of the hotel and shoving them outside the yeah. gates and getting rid of them. Well, the ballsy, nervy other survivors who just got there got upset. How come they're cutting the line? We were here first. You know, what's going on? And it's sort of like, why are the Americans getting special treatment, you know, uh, from you guys? There was an uproar. Which I thought was ballsy since you're guests here. You're lucky you get anything. Shut up or get out yourself. Yeah, you're lucky you got in. So then they follow them like a mob scene as they're trying to get rid of Brandon and Derek. And, of course, Travis sees this from the window because it's oh, a mob scene. God. And he yells, Chris! Like, he, he sees Brandon and Derek. He assumes Chris, Chris is there. Chris is there. He runs down as Brandon and Derek are like, you can't kick us out. What are you doing? And he's like, where's my son? So they take him into a private room, which was like a cafe of some yeah. kind. And Travis is asking him questions like, you know, where's my kid? Um, what happened to Chris? And, and they first start saying, listen, man, we feel really sorry, Travis. Like, there's Buddy. Uh, the car, he was driving. The car flipped. He went through the windshield. Broke his neck. His neck was all jacked up. Jacked up. Was sorry. We, you know, whatever. So he sort of believes it, and they're consoling him. And then he says, "Well, where is my son?" So then Derek says, "Well, we pulled him out and we buried him." So then Travis says, "Wait a minute. Did he go through the windshield, or did you pull him out?" 
So they're caught in a lie now. Yeah, yep. A lie has a thousand legs. Yeah. So then Derek's like, no, no, we pulled him the rest of the way out. Look, all I had to say was his leg was trapped. When he flew out, we pulled him out of something else. Yeah. He was under the wreckage, and we pulled him out, whatever. So Travis is onto it. There's too many discrepancies in the story. Too many story. discrepancies. Everyone else walks out of the room. He locks the door. By the way, the, the room that they're in, the door has little glass panes, and then the other wall was all glass. Yep. So I'll, I want to reference that in a second, because it was a little strange. But, you know, again, weak writing. <laughs> he proceeds, Brandon's like, hey, man, calm down, calm down. He beats the crap out of them. Beats up Brandon, starts beating up Derek when Brandon's down. Did you secretly love it, though? I, I, did, I loved I, it, but here's what I didn't love. <laughs> At one point, Derek breaks a chair over his back. Yeah. He had wood in his hands. Wouldn't you look for something to stab him with or kill him? And where's their gun? Did they take the gun at the gate? I would I would assume they took everyone's weapons. We yeah. didn't see that. But we have to but, assume. But I would attend to it. I would assume that. So they have no weapons. But if this guy's beating the crap out of you, wouldn't you take the wooden chair and, and use the leg to beat him with or stab him with? You would think. You would think. So he basically beats the crap out of them. Um, at that point, they've got keys to the door. So, uh, Oscar? Yep. I miss this scene. So, later in the episode, they referenced that Oscar was injured, and I was like, when did that happen? Oscar opens the door for a split second, and as he's coming through the door to stop this fight, Travis, in his rage, slams the door on his head, and there's a little bit of blood splatter, mm-hmm. and he falls to the ground and relocks the door. Yeah. I missed that. I had, luckily, I didn't. I had a DVR. I went back and watched it, and I was like, "Oh, I couldn't figure out when when he was injured." Yeah, I saw that, but I didn't realize how bad he was hurt. Yeah. So Travis kills them both. He head stomps Brendan into a bloody pulp. Done. Now, they they did explain. I'm sorry. I should have said when he locked the door. He he told them, "Tell me exactly what really happened to Chris." And you see the scene. Ugh. Chris is driving the truck. Because they were tired, they were laying in the flatbed in the back, and he saw he missed something in the road. He swerved, he flipped the truck a bunch of times, he smashed his face against the windshield, but he was okay enough to crawl out of the windshield. Basically, he only had injuries on his thighs, like his well, legs. Well, the bone was coming out of his leg. There's really no way to fix that in no. this world, and he was crawling out of the truck and crawling away because he knew. He knew I'm next. So somehow, Brandon and Derek, who were in the back of the truck. Of a truck that flipped, they survive with nothing but a separated shoulder for Brendan, and they walk up to him with a gun, with mm. a rifle. You knew it was coming, and I didn't feel bad for him, because Chris put down, was it James? Yep. Chris tricked his father into, into taking his gun away so that Derek and, and uh, Brendan could come in and shoot James, yep. who was healing with, a, with a, a bullet wound in his leg. Chris now is useless. Again, they could have left him. But they walked right up to him and shot him in the head. Goodbye, Chris. No remorse. Just like, boom, bye. So, so much for him being Shane or coming back or killing his father or his father having to kill him. He was killed in a flashback. Yeah. That's low. And it was so interesting, too, and I think they addressed this on The Talking Dead. You know, normally when someone dies, someone in their family witnesses it. You know, and no one close to Chris, not Alicia, not Madison, not right. Travis. No one saw it happen. No one was there. They don't know where the body is. They'll never know where the body is. He was with two randos in a flashback. I mean, right. that's a weak killing scene. Right, so somewhere the body is probably being eaten up, and yep. he's, he's done. Yep. Bye, Chris, you big pain in the ass. <laughs> Punk-ass bitch. 
back at La Colonia, Alejandro's talking to Nick. Um, again, still trying to get him to 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 stay. Luciana told Nick he should leave. Um, he's talking to Luciana. She won't leave. No, she won't. she's being really stubborn she about won't leave. that. So Alejandro walks in and and he looks kind of down about things. And Nick says, "Are you going to tell her what you are or not?" Well, because uh, what um, Luciana felt his forehead. She's like, "You're getting really hot." Yeah. And he was like sweating, and you're like, "Oh shit, here it comes." The, the infections hitting. So, at that point, he admits he's not immune. It was the drug addict that bit him on the shoulder. Yep. And that he's been living a lie because he wanted to give the people hope and to rally them around. And then Nick calls him out. And he's like, you just wanted people to build you a fortress and worship you. You can be the big man. He's like, I admit it. I was afraid. I was afraid. I didn't want to die. And so, he put on this persona that he wouldn't die. Yep. So didn't, he could rally his people. Didn't Nick say, you're not protecting them, you're protecting you. Yeah. Yep. At that point, Luciana's like, you're dead to me. I'm out. <laughs> you're dead to me. Yep. And she's like, but I looked at you like a daughter. The love we have is real, even if the story wasn't. And she's like, yeah. I, yeah, you, I gotta go. You're dead to me. <laughs> uh, we go back to Ophelia. She's uh, walking in America now because she found a hole in the fence. Gotta put that wall up, right? Yeah. Got a hole <laughs> in the fence. And somebody shoots at her. Yeah, what the hell this scene? Oh, my God. So, bullets are hitting by her feet, which is where everybody misses in movies, so that you get the dust kick up. <laughs> she jumps down a mountain, hides behind a tree, and this guy in a gun walks up to her, basically, with the gun. She's hiding behind a tree with a knife. And he says to her, in Spanish, welcome to... Was it... Uh, welcome to America. He says, buenos dias, welcome to America. He thinks she's Mexican. He thinks she crossed the border, oh, and she's an illegal alien, and this is what he's worried about? He's worried about illegal aliens? Seriously, let it go, dude. In the, yeah, in the apocalypse. So in the apocalypse, he's worried it, about illegal it didn't, immigrants. It didn't seem to me, yeah, right? <laughs> right? Believe me. Believe me. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem to me like he was a U.S. military guy. He, sounded to, he seemed to me like either he was a local protecting his land. Like a wannabe. Or he's like a survivalist who's like, I'm going to protect the border. I don't care what, you know. So, you, you never see his face, though. Yeah, we did. We did? Yeah. He, white, I don't remember. He, white guy. Oh, okay. With a, with a green hat. So he looked like he was military looking. Oh, I miss his face. Yeah. He looked like what you'd expect. Yeah. A guy hanging up by the border with a gun. <laughs> so we don't see Ophelia for the rest of the episode. So for all we know... Um, he could have kidnapped her. My guess is when she says, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm American. That, that, you know, he's going to either, you know, have sex with her or oh. whatever. I don't know. Pretty you girl. Think that's I'm, where you went with this? Well, she's pretty. I, well, I this, think he may have captured her. I think he captured her, but, you know, it's a zombie apocalypse. He probably lives in a, you know, like a camper or in a cave <laughs> or wherever. There's nothing around. Except it's hot the, Ophelia. It's the desert by the border. <laughs> it wasn't like uh, it's right near San Antonio or anything. It's like there was nothing there. No, there wasn't. So you have this hot girl who kicks ass. I'm not saying he should do anything against her will. I'm just saying maybe, you know... I'll help you, you help me. I'm reading into it. <laughs> but I'm assuming maybe he's got a camp he brings her back to. That's what I would think. Right. So that's that's all we see of, of Maybe Ophelia. he has other people. Back to the hotel. Uh, Brandon asks... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we got all this already. Yep, that's the flashback. Um, so, so the episode ends where Travis beats the crap out of these guys and he's sitting there in a bloody pulp. He's got blood all over him and the two dead bodies are there. And then they show you Chris with his head bloodied Ooh. and then Brandon with his head bloodied as if like, look. And and again, the fact that 
Travis killed because of Chris sort of comes full circle. Yep. Like Chris told him, this is the world we live in. And Chris died by his own by his own way of life, his own code of conduct. And Travis became a killer because of Chris and because of these two dirtbags. I kind of it was kind of hot the uh, angry Travis. Yeah, Travis stepped up big time. I was like, wow, he he did a one eighty. He sort of became like like Rick. When, yeah, when Rick had he a, stepped his shit up this episode. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about Fear the Walking Dead before we get into the second part of this review uh, of the second episode. Here's what I feel like Fear the Walking Dead is missing. Now, granted, The Walking Dead is based on a comic book, so there are comic booky people. Michonne is like a comic book character having a big sword. Abraham is this bigger-than-life military guy, right? Rick is the sheriff with the python gun. Yeah. They're, they're, Daryl's got the crossbow. This is a family that's just a family that really doesn't even have any weapons other than Alicia's knife. And at the end, Travis and, and Madison have rifles. But it's taken two seasons for them to have any weapons. That's true. There's no one on the show that's like a, a WWE wrestler that they find along the way. Yeah. Who's like super strong and is car- is comic booky. No, there's not. This is more of a reality-based apocalypse, whereas The Walking Dead has like the, the governor is a character. Yeah, the governor. Herschel the and, farmer. And yeah, Negan is sort of a larger-than-life persona. And even the bad guys are just two punk kids. Yeah, the bro Migos are no more, though. Yeah, well, they're dead. They're the dead Migos. <laughs> the dead Migos. So that, I think that's what's missing. There's no badass on the show. Even if Travis and Madison are like, for parents, they're pretty kick-ass, I feel like that's what's missing. Yeah. There's no wild card. Okay? So, Ophelia's kind of getting there. And Alicia's could well, step up for that. Well, they're kind of getting there. But don't forget, I know it's a different show. But The Walking Dead started, they were already there. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and Morgan's got the stick. Oh, Morgan's got the stick. I love that. They all have things. So maybe season three, they start picking up weapons. But, like, they're school teachers. Yeah, you don't associate anybody with a particular weapon. Right. By the way, if you haven't figured it out yet, this is going to be a long podcast. Yeah. We were going to do two, but Jamie's like, no, let's not do it. It's a double episode. So enjoy the the extended version. The double feature. Yeah, so I feel like (laughs) uh, in honor of the double episode, we should play the theme song again. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, episode two, the second hour, because it was two. Episode separate. twenty-six, part two. Part two, the finale of <laughs> the walkers finale and talkers. <laughs> okay, so I still can't wait for the part that I like. After another season now. Oh, when now does it come back? I don't know. Probably August. Well, The Walking Dead's gonna end in. It ends in February, February. and then a thing comes back in March, right? No, I don't know. Or it ends in. April, May. So Fear yeah. the Walking Dead comes back in June? Yeah, ish. ish. Summer, early summer. I know, a long time from now. Maybe they'll pick up some weapons while we're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so um, episode two of the finale is North. We learn that it's because Nick, as we'll talk about in a minute, heads north. We'll, we'll get to that. The survivors, the wedding guests, Elena, they take Travis prisoner. Because Madison said, anyone who hurts anybody else, you're out. Even us? Although I don't think you can count Brandon. Well, Brandon and Derek weren't really living there. No, but it was violent. I mean, he killed and them. I, and I guess they're they're also the fact that he hurt, hurt Oscar. Oscar. I think it was more Oscar based than Derek and. Uh, um, and only the doctor, Brandon. only the doctor kid saw what happened to Oscar, so he was sort of the witness to the door slamming on his head. Yeah. All right. So, Madison. Um, Madison asks uh, the scene we talked about. Madison sees Alicia, and she says, "Give me your knife." 
So I don't, we don't know what she's going to do, but she takes the knife, goes back in and stabs Derek in the head and Brendan in the head so they don't turn. Yep. But we didn't, I thought like they were going to, he's going to take the knife and go free Travis. Yeah. So Travis is a prisoner. We'll, we'll get back to that. Um, real quick, we, we dropped off the uh, uh, a scene in La Colonia. Alejandro's dying and uh, Luciana says, the people can't see him dying. They'll lose faith. And she says, She's trying to put like cover up on him. Right. To like present him, make him presentable to she have says, him do a speech. You need to go and lie to your people one more time, which I thought was powerful. Yeah, that's like you need to motivate them one more time. Give them your last and let mm. them know that they need to protect themselves from what's coming. But you need to be there because they don't know. They don't know he's dying. Mm-mm. They don't know he was bit. No one else was there. So we're back to the hotel. And Madison wants to uh, save Travis. And the locals are like, you know, the wedding guests and Elena are like, no, he's got to go. He's got to go. And um, Alicia says, if he goes, we, we should leave with him. Let's just all leave. We'll find another place. So they agree that we'll just take Travis and leave. You can't make Travis leave on his own. He'll die out there. Yeah. And so Strand says, you're going to abandon this place for the guy who abandoned you? Which I thought was a great line. I thought that was an awesome line because... He totally left her ass at uh, Celia's house. Yeah. He's like, I'm going with Chris. Got to go. ran away from He's her. He's my son. I'm out of here. Yep. No loyalty. Sorry. Uh, they're married, right? No, they think they're engaged. They're engaged, right? Sorry, Madison. Got to go. You and your family. See ya. I'm going with Chris. Which really was for Chris's own good because he had to protect Chris from himself and he had to protect them from Chris. Yeah. Because Chris left the uh, plantation, Cecilia's house. Chris was getting weird. It was like pulling knives on them in their sleep and yeah. shit. Chris yeah. was a mental case. Yeah. So I understood why Travis left. And Strand's like, so this is you're gonna give up everything for him? Because they're living in a hotel with power and water and safety. And food. It was sort of like the prison. Yeah. And they wouldn't have left the prison willingly. No. They, you know, the governor blew it up. Blew it up over. real good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh Madison tells Elena they're leaving in the morning. They want Travis released. And the guy with the uh, the ponytail, he's pissed. He's like, I don't no, don't let Travis out. Hector. Hector, yeah. Thank you. You're the name person. You're the name name, You're the name person. <laughs> Although I had to look up Andres because he played a big role. Yeah. So they let Travis out. Elena's like, no, it's fine. Let let uh, him go with his family so he could spend the last night and they'll leave in the morning. Bye bye. Even though you cleared all the walkers off the pier and you cleared all the walkers out of the hotel rooms and you brought Elena and the survivors of the wedding together. This is how they treat her? Yeah. Well, he made one mistake. He's out. You would have had nothing. If no, That's very true. You would have had Elena running around the hotel, the, the wedding guests hiding, and where's the bride, the bride's mother? She's still locked up? Yeah, we haven't seen her at all. Right. I don't know what happened. She stabbed Strand and ran away, and we haven't seen her. Yeah, they didn't throw her out. They just locked her up. She was in, like, isolation. So you can stab Strand. That's fine. Also, he's recovering super well. Yeah, he's like, oh, looking good now. Yeah, I, I was looking. I'm like, really? Do you get stabbed? Because he looks great. <laughs> he did look good. Um, Alicia goes to the infirmary where Oscar's on the table. And, and this is where, by the way, I was like, why is Oscar on the table? It's because he got his head smashed yeah. in. And Andres, who's the first-year medical student, uh, says, I got to relieve pressure from his brain. He's got swelling. Oof, this was nasty. It was nasty. He, uh, he cuts his head open, and he puts in like a circular saw thing. Uh, and he cuts a part of his head open. To get... What was that thing that looked like uh, he was smushing down circular... the circle and his like brain was squishing out? Well, yeah, they cut the brain open to get blood out. But it was like just mush. Yeah, it was mush. So that didn't work, and he dies later. And they're sitting there, and they, they put a knife in him, so he's dead. 
Now, Oscar was part of the wedding party, right? Oscar was the groom. Well, Oscar was the groom, right. Yeah. right. And then the guy with the ponytail, Hector, yeah. and Andres, I assume they were all part of the wedding party? Uh, Hector is Elena's nephew right, who right, right. in the hotel, and uh, Andreas, I think, was his friend or something at the, the wedding? Yeah, So, but Hector is all of a sudden like protecting... Like, he's Team Oscar. It was weird. When he, like, Oscar switched. wanted to kill him and his aunt. Yeah, they wanted to kill them all. He says, look, he's dead, and they're upstairs acting and sleeping together well, and, like, yeah. he's fine. And so we're down they, here. So and... then they decide they're going to go and pay Travis a visit. Let's go back to the, the colony for a minute. <laughs> um, again, he asked Luciana to leave, Nick, and he, he's like, the narcos, they're going to slaughter you. And she's like, no, we're all going to meet our fate eventually. I'm staying. Your fate's only what you want it to be. You want to wait there, your fate's to die. Yeah, You yeah. want to get the hell out, your fate's to get the hell out. <laughs> in control of your own fate. Um, Alejandro has a big speech to the, to the town, and he tells everybody they're coming, um, but we must not fear. This is not the end. We're immune to death. We will survive. And he goes, we will not die today. Right. Prefended, prepare to defend yourself. So he's telling them they're coming. Yeah, Nick's out of there. Nick leaves. Nick, bye. Bye-bye. Nick does the, the, through the walker thing, and he's out. And when he's out, he sees a helicopter. Yeah, I saw that. I was wondering who that could So he be. sees like a helicopter and it looks like maybe an airport or military base. And that's all we see of Nick. We go back to the hotel. Uh, Travis tells Madison, this is a great scene by the uh, balcony. He tells Madison he's sorry for killing those guys. And Madison says he shouldn't be sorry. She understands why he did it. And then she says, I've killed. I killed Celia. I locked her in with the zombies to, to save um, Nick, I guess. Because yeah. Celia was crazy over Nick. And she says, look, we're going to kill again. We'll have to kill again, but we're going to do this together. So that's pretty cool. Like, let's be badass together. Yeah, because she she knows now that what you have to do, you have to kill. Yeah. So, well, their whole slogan is, you know, for all the series, fight the, the dead, fear, fear the, the living. living. Fear the walking dead. Yeah. As we've learned in The Walking Dead, the walking dead are actually the survivors who are dead from all of them having the disease. They just don't know it yet. Exactly. Fear them, yeah. Madison and Travis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering now if they survive together because they're both like, they're 1A and 1B. Yeah. And, you know, Alicia is, you know, she's kicking ass now. Alicia's a pretty strong little chick. Well, she's about to get even stronger. Yeah. Because with that, uh, Travis and Andres show up with a gun uh, and they beat the crap out of Travis. And with the lights off, that's the scene we saw in the trailer. Yep. Who was getting beat up, Travis. And the lights come on, and Andres has a gun, and he's pointing it at Travis, basically saying, you killed Oscar, and you're, you're going to pay for it. Meanwhile, they're going to leave in the morning. We really need to do this right now? Yeah, the punishment is they're leaving. Yeah, they're leaving. You're exiling them. Bye. Just and, leave them alone. Yeah, but it's like it's his buddy, so he's upset. Yeah. Now, Strand's there, Alicia's there, and um, Madison. And Andres is pointing a gun, and Travis is like, listen, don't shoot me in front of them. I understand why you're upset, but don't... Don't do this in front of them. Right, not don't do this. Yeah, he, you're right. He said, don't do this in front of them. Like, all right, go ahead and do it. Not just, like, hey, man, it was an accident. I'm sorry. He's like, I understand. Like, he, he was... Look, my son's dead. I'm, you know, I don't know to live for. He sort of was giving up-ish. Yeah, I kind of felt like he was giving up, and he honestly kind of, in a, in a way, semi-wanted them to kill him. So, Madison and, and Alicia like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And Andres is pointing a gun at him. And then out of nowhere, Alicia, with her knife skills, stabs him. Oh, that's awesome. And that's her first human kill. She talked about that on, on, yep. on, on Talking Dead. 
that she's glad her character finally got to do it. She was so excited about it. Yeah, and Andres was like, dead. Die, bye. Bye-bye. And did Hector run at that point? I, don't, I think he got freaked out. Oh, no, no. So the gun drops, and then they're they're fighting, and Hector's going for the gun. Travis is fighting with them. And then Strand comes in and picks the gun up, and, and he's like, we got to get out of here. We got to run. We need to run. We need to run, which is also in the trailer, which you didn't know, um, you know, who was saying that to who, or why he was saying that. So Strand, they all run downstairs to a truck, and Strand says, I'm not leaving. Take the gun. I'm not leaving. Oh, that really? upset me why would he stay what what strand said was throughout the episode was you know i lost hope when thomas died and uh he's but truthfully i I know what it's like to give up everything i'm not giving up everything for you guys i'm not gonna i i this is where i'm staying yeah he was sort of resigned to the fact that he'd rather be comfortable considering what he's been through he's a man of luxury he stayed in multi-million dollar homes and he doesn't want to run again. Back on the road and eating animals. and Certainly not for those people. Yeah. He doesn't really love them. He was sort of like, yeah, we're friends for now. Bye-bye. Now, on Talking Dead, Robert Kirkman, the creator of the series, said, we'll definitely see Strand again at that location. Okay. So I assume we're going to see Strand um, and the people in the hotel. Either they're going to turn on Strand like, well, you're their friend. He's the lone survivor. He's the only one left of that group now, really. Now, is Hector dead? They didn't kill Hector, right? No, not that I So know. he knows they killed Andres. Yeah. So I don't know if Strand pays the price, or they're just like, well, Strand didn't do anything. Well, because Elena and Hector were kind of Team Madison and Strand. And shouldn't Hector have to leave now because he jumped Travis? Technically, yes. Yeah, technically. But I don't think they're going to kick him out. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. So Strand's back at the hotel, and... Travis, Alicia, and Madison are in a truck, and they're on the road. And they end up at the market, the supermarket. Yep. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, at the colony, Alejandro is dying. He looks like crap. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Nick walks back in. Nick's back. He didn't leave after all. I kind of expected that when he saw the helicopter. Um, he tells him he saw, he saw something, and he came back. He says to him, you wanted to be a great man to Alejandro? You still do. This is who you wanted to be. Let your people leave. And he says he saw a helicopter and a medevac uh, hospital of some kind and that he and Luciana will be their leaders. They'll lead the people yeah. for him. But he should go out a hero. Now, he injected him with something, and I thought he's just putting him down and he'll go tell the people that Alejandro said we should leave. That's what I thought. You but then too? he came back. Yeah, he basically gave him painkiller. Yeah, what was he? What was he grinding? Was that oxy? And then he injected him with. Yeah, that? he injected him with the pills. Because I thought, oh, he's. I thought, you know what I thought he was doing? I thought he was overdosing him. Yeah, I thought in some way he's going to put him down. And he was like making him high and comfortable, and then right. bye. Then stab him in the head. Lights out. But, but no, he, didn't, he didn't do that. He came back. Um, Madison and Ala, Alicia and uh, Travis get to the supermarket, and there's nobody there. It's completely cleared out. They are on their way to La Colonia. Right. And that's when they find the three bodies of the dead people. Aw. Yeah. And they realize that they left. But they start going through the bodies for clues to where the colony is. Yep. And Alicia was like, what are you doing, Mom? Like, you're touching dead bodies and picking their pockets. But eventually Madison finds some card that must have said where the colony was. Yeah. I, I mean, why wouldn't the narcos have found that? I don't... I, don't... I think they just killed them and, le- and left them. Well, the father must have squealed. Yeah. Oh. This is where you go, and this is how you get in, and this is all the, you know, this is all the information. So they didn't need him, and they keep, well, why kill a little kid? I was just going to say, well, if he squealed, then leave him, let him 
go no, back because then he would go back and warn them. I guess. Yeah. But but that's what Nick did. He went back and warned them. Exactly. So why not let them leave? I don't I don't understand why they did that. Unless maybe he killed one of them or the other two to get him. But they killed them all at the same time. Yeah. Put him up against the wall. Those are bad men. I don't know if you know that. That really bad. The narcos are bad people. Who really? I guess we've been referring to as Los Muertos, but they're the narcos. Marco the narco. Marco the narco. So back at the colony, Marco's gang is going in, and they knock out a wall, and they go into the walker area. They shoot their way in, go into the bus, and they're like, The bus this bridge. Is, the bus bridge. This is too easy. They notice it's too easy, but yet aren't suspicious of anything. Did you have a clue what was going on at this point? I No, not really. I was just intently watching. And then I saw the aerial view of the walkers. I thought, shit, I don't know if they're going to get through this. But they did. Right. They walk around the colony. Nobody's there. They're all sort of like in a semicircle in the middle of town. They're like, this is all ours. This is great. At that point, I thought from previous movies and things, because this, this is not an original plot where you go, oh, it's all ours. Nobody's here. Usually a bomb goes off and blows them all up. <laughs> Something bad happens. Right? Or I thought maybe that they would have put walkers in each of the houses. Oh, so when they open the yeah. doors, right? They get their face bitten off. So this, this is going to lead to a part where I didn't understand. Again, I'm going to go with poor writing. Interesting writing, but not great writing. We see Nick and Luciana leading everyone from the colony through the streets, through a town where there's all stores that I guess have been looted already. They didn't stop. Yeah. And into a toll plaza. Which, by the way, is, uh, they said this on, on Talking Dead, Toll Plaza is in Tijuana, and it's an actual border crossing they don't use anymore. Mm-hmm. And they got permission from the Mexican government for uh, permission to fire guns there. Wow. So Nick is there with everybody, and they go through the Toll Plaza. They're right by the border. They see the helicopter again, like and Nick's looking back at all these people going, yeah. That's the helicopter I was talking about. He goes, it's probably a refugee camp. That's what I was saying. You people followed me, and I, how cool am I? <laughs> and and again, some military types who, who were, again, could have been the military guarding the, the border, or more of the same people that found Ophelia. Yeah. Start firing at them. They shot Luciana. In the shoulder. Yep. Because the good people on the show always get shot in the shoulder. <laughs> like Daryl. Like Daryl. And a couple of the badass guys from the colony got shot. They took out a couple of these guys. The whole town starts running away. They get chased by these guys. And then two guys trap um, Nick and Luciana and start kicking them on the ground and treating them like dirt. And that's all we see. Yeah. So we don't know what's going on there. But that didn't end well for them. And then we see um, Travis and Madison. Maybe this happened before. It doesn't really matter. Travis and Madison go to the colony with Alicia um, Alicia, they go through the bus, and, well, the, oh, no, 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 I left out a part. Oh, oh you left out the best I'm part, sorry. the favorite part, my favorite part out of so both sorry. episodes. So Alejandro this is, is hiding when they come into the colony. He's alive. He's alive. That's He couldn't hide if he was dead, thanks. Well, because we <laughs> talked about how it looked like Nick put him down. Yeah, yeah, he's barely alive. <laughs> he's, he's alive. And we see him get up and move, we don't see where. Now we see him, he's in the bus bridge. He's in the bus. He's in the driver's seat. And that old piece of crap bus uh, starts. Oh, I, in real life, that would never have started. That's not starting. No. If Ophelia can't make it to the border in her pickup truck, this thing's not starting. This decrepit bus is not going to start. But it, but it starts, now again, the bus bridge was connecting the Walker world to their safety. Yeah, it was through the fence, so. There was a hole in the fence the size of the bus. Brilliant idea somebody had. Not sure how they did it, but brilliant idea. 
he drives the bus into the open area in the colony so that the walkers can all come into the colony. That was amazing. And Marco's people are like, there was like 30 of them, all with machine guns. I have a feeling Rick's group would have figured out a way to survive this. Yeah. They shoot, start shooting at them. They're at the top of a staircase. Now, walkers don't take stairs very well, so they could have stood there and shot and just them. just as they were trying. One bullet, boom, one bullet, boom, one bullet, boom. But they just started firing from mm. so far away. Right. They wasted bullets, then they start running, because they realize there's too many of them. There's like a... Yeah, there's th- a lot. There's hundreds of walkers, maybe a thousand. Maybe a million. <laughs> one million. <laughs> I haven't done that sound in a while. So, they run, and we don't see them again. We then well, we see- do. Well, but- yeah. We then see, later in the show... Madison and Travis show up looking for Nick. Alicia goes on the bus because she sees the blinking light. She finds Alejandro. Um, he's on his way he's out. He's on his way out. He's mostly dead. Madison and Travis pick up guns because they find some guns in, laying there. And they see all the walkers. Everyone's dead. Like, everyone's dead. But two of the walkers are Marco. Marcos. Marcos. His neck is ripped out, Ugh. which was awesome. Yeah. And then the ne- Elena's other nephew. Yeah, I'm blanking on his name. Pablo? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Other nephew. He's dead. I don't care anymore. <laughs> so it looks like they all died. But here's what I don't understand. I understand they were surrounded. How did the walkers bite them and not eat them? And yeah, they, that's true. And they turned. Also, there were doors on every trailer in that establishment. They could have, in the colony, just locked themselves I was going to say, you didn't think to freaking hide? You couldn't climb on a roof? I don't get why. I understand for the episode it was cool they died. I don't, they should have put walkers in, if they showed walkers in the houses, that there was nowhere to hide, I get it. You left that part out then. Directors and writers of the show, you left it out. Because ultimately, couldn't they have started a fire, blown up something, and then ran around them? Of course. But it seemed like they died too easily. Yeah, Rick's people would not, they would have gotten out. Yeah. They would have stabbed them in the head one at a time. They would have started a fire. They would have created a, a, a barricade of dead bodies. They would have covered themselves in walker guts. Are you telling me that Marco's people didn't know about that trick? Well, every time Nick came to them, he was covered in blood. You'd think they'd figure it out at this point, but maybe they didn't. They didn't because they got on the bus. They shot their way in. Yep. So they didn't know about the walker trick, but how did they get bitten in the neck and then have time to turn where they weren't eaten? I think maybe because, you know, sometimes a lot of people get bitten like uh, Alejandro and then they get away. Yeah. And then they slowly start dying. So that could have been what happened. I guess. That just didn't seem right. Yeah. Great scene, but yeah. something that was a little off. All right. Let's recap where we're at. Ophelia caught by the border nut. Strand staying at the hotel. Chris is dead. Alejandro's dead. Bromigo's dead. Bromigos are dead. By the way, the uh, in memoriam on Talking Dead was fantastic. Oh, everyone's dead. <laughs> Um, that was a long memorial. The narcos are dead. Yep. N- Nick and Luciana are captured by the border guys. More nuts. Madison, Travis, and Alicia are now looking for Nick because they've they've left the col- the colony. Yep. Oh, well, we forgot to say they put down Alejandro. Oh, Alejandro died on the bus. Yeah, because Madison closed his eyes and gave right. him a little stabby stab. Yeah, and so he thought she was she was angel. He thought yeah. she was an angel. Um, I what was the last thing he said? North. I, th- I couldn't make it out, honestly. Let me see if I- Oh, he says border. Border. Oh, that's right. He does say border. Right, yes. which is north, so they head for the border. Yes. Where we know that's where Nick is. Nick is- It's a big border. Yeah. Ophelia walked down the- She walked east. It's a big border. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to find each other. 
We also know because producer Gail Ann Hurd told us, we talked about this, Daniel returns next season. Yes. So Daniel Salazar, Ophelia's dad. God, will, I wonder where he's been this whole Don't time. know where he's been, but we know he returns. Do you think he's the only one left alive at Celia's house? I think that whole complex burned. Because I think he's the only one maybe that is alive. I think maybe he took the boat. <gasps> oh, my God. Maybe he went back to the Abigail and took the boat. Yeah, because remember, they thought the military took it. I oh, think my God, if Daniel took it. That's what I'm saying. I'm going on the record. That is, that is a great theory. Daniel's got the boat. I hope you're right. Of course I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we go to Talking Dead, where um, the guests were Alicia Debnam Carey, who plays Alicia. Chris Lorenzo James Henry. Who used to play Chris. Yeah, who's not a little shit anymore. No, I, I actually liked him better this time in real life. Short hair. Strand was on. Strand was on via satellite. Robert Kirkman. And Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead. And they didn't give away much. They did talk about the special The Walking Dead um, live, well, the season premiere, and then the 90-minute special. And um, overall, I thought Alicia Debnam Carey looked great. I like her. I like her. She looked fun. She's pretty. British accent. Australian. Right. I uh, love Australian accents. Uh, okay, as an American, she has a British accent. You're right. It's Australian. There yeah. is a difference. I'm joking. Oh, and I love uh, Cliff's, uh, for Travis. His yeah. real name is Cliff. He's he's actually married from New Zealand. Yeah. And he's got an awesome accent, too, which just sounds very similar to So Australia. both shows have a lot of, oh, but they Australians and New Zealanders do not like each other. Big rivals. Yeah. And, they uh, sound alike, though. A little bit. Well, we had um, uh, an intern from New Zealand and an intern from Australia here at the Elvis Duran Morning Show, and they sound different when they're together. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, New huh. Zealanders say the letter I like the letter E. So they'll go four, five, six. <laughs> and then, like, the, the name um, Brett will come up Brit. Brit. They, they change the E's to I's and the... It's strange. I've been in New Zealand and Australia. They call them Kiwis. Yes, they do. They name themselves after birds. We're Kiwis. Yes. And, but they're big rivals uh, sports-wise. Yeah. A little bit of trivia. This is done to do with The Walking Dead. Yeah, just, we're so, rambling. Remember, um, <laughs> so one last recap, because it's been like an hour since we started this thing. October 16th, the journey so far of The Walking Dead cast and crew, and the 23rd. Oh, yeah. It's back. <sighs> And don't go on YouTube if you're a fan of bloggers because some bloggers that pop up on the right side of the screen, their thumbnail is spoilers. So I'm not going to spoil I'm not anything. looking. But like, um, for instance, you'll go and look on the right side and the, I'm making these names up. It'll be like, Joe dies. I'm like, I don't want to know Joe dies. <laughs> there's, there's no Joe on the wall. No, there's dead. no Joe. So Joe and Modern Family, little, little boy on the show. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Well, that's it. I think this was really long, and we apologize. It was a double feature, It's a though. double feature. Forgive us. Yeah. I hope you like it. Um, this, uh, this. I don't know what we're going to do next week. We'll have to figure it out. Oh, maybe we could talk about the special. Oh, oh no, the special is not until the 16th. Right. Oh, we saw it. Oh. Oh. oh, you know what? We'll talk about whatever we learn between now and then. Yes. And we'll make it a short <laughs> we'll one. We'll Google. Right. We'll do theories. All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us, and thanks for tweeting us. Um, at walkers underscore talkers is our new uh, Twitter for both of us. Hashtag walkers and talkers. And I'm still at David underscore Brody, and she's still at jmegs514. Yes. <laughs> I'm out of breath. <sighs> Thank you, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>